Hey everybody, welcome back to Arcade Cozy, Cozy's Gaming Room on the Internet. My name is Chris. My name is Corey. And uh, I almost just got scared by my clock. Oh. It was on a shelf by me. It's like a flip clock, but exactly on the hour, it makes like a uh, five well, times louder click when it flips. It is so exactly it, like, nine o'clock. So. Right. So whenever it hits, it goes like, ka-dunk. And what? <laughs> talking <laughs> that happened um yeah um how are you doing Corey? doing pretty good doing pretty good um it's a it's a boys night here in the thrasher oh, household it's a me and in the pup he's laying on my feet right now uh, so it's nice yeah you love to see it um yeah how are you i mean i uh i love my wife to death she's she can hear me behind you um <laughs> but <laughs> I, you know, I could go for, well, I say I could go for a boys night. There are no boys here anymore. It's my wife, hey. my daughter, my two Again. female cats. I'll come there. I'll come there. We'll hang out. <laughs> it we'll finally watch the Batman. Whenever I said boys night, it used to, like, we had a dog for the longest time. Yeah. He was a, he was a boy. And yeah. I, it would, it, that would be the vibe was, I was like, oh, it's a boys night. Now, I mean, now there are no, there's, n- there are no men. Uh, other than me in this Just house, you. which even, even sometimes with me is questionable, apparently. Nah. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> um, but yeah, Corey, um, we're not here to talk about whatever that was. Um, we're <laughs> here to talk about games and yeah, we are. Oh, oh boy. Big, uh, Nintendo daddy brought the, uh, bought the Chungus burrito. Of a that's Nintendo a, Direct. That is, and, uh, th- that's perfect. The Chungus Burrito Nintendo The Chungus Direct. Burrito. It was um, nothing but Chungus. It was a big old Chungus. So Nintendo is known for having like Directs kind of in cycles. And, you know, it's, it was pretty. We knew this people, was going to be a big one. Right. People were pretty sure they would have a February one. And they haven't had one in a while. So it was, um. You know, they assumed, but in normal Nintendo fashion, it was 24 hours at a time. They were like, okay, we're having one. And then they had one. And that's what yeah, we're well, talking about. Because they had one. They they had one. And there was a lot of stuff. And there were ups and downs. And there were parts where you're like, eh, am I really feeling this? And then and then it was like, oh, no, I am really feeling this. And like, you know, we're going to talk about it. We're going to dig in. And Corey, we've also been playing some other stuff. So on the back half, yeah, yeah. let's have some updates. I haven't really been playing yeah. much new. I don't have much to update. But you know what? Um, we're going to do it anyway. So. You be here. Yeah. Um, Corey, I am going to go down. So normally, normally our format, it's very tit for tat. I go, Corey, yeah. what do you like? Then it's like, yeah. what do I like? What do you like? No, no, no. Not today. Today, I'm going down the list. I'm leading it's a, this it's a presentation. It's He's a Steve presentation. Jobs. I'm the, I'm the audience that has it. That has a <laughs> feedback. You were, you were going to measure your excitement in applause. Um, so we're going to, we're going to hit this thing chronological because we don't want to miss a thing. Corey, first thing out of the gate, Pikmin four. Pikmin How four. Uh, get, they get, it gets a nice soft golf clap from me of, you know, I don't know if anyone wants this, but I appreciate that Nintendo wants it so bad and it looks very good. I just have 
maybe negative like five interest on it. Um, yeah. I don't mean that as a disservice to Pikmin, but I'm just like, I, when did when did Pikmin get this big of a budget? As I'm watching this trailer, I'm like, this yeah. this looks like something. Do I really yeah. care? It, no, but good for you, Pikmin. It's kind of <laughs> like the whole vibe I had during it of like, good, good for you. you yeah. Got this. Yeah. So I, I really have no experience with Pikmin because even though I had a GameCube and Pikmin 1 and 2 came out on GameCube and I had a Wii U and Pikmin 3 came out on Wii U. And mm-hmm. I mean, like I just... I don't know. There's there's something about it that's always been a little off putting to me. Um, I'm more interested. I feel like now um, that Tinykin vibed with me so strongly, and Tinykin is a Pikmin inspired kind of thing. Um, so there is something in me that's like, okay, maybe I could kind of click with it. Um, but you know, at least in the past. Pikmin does have kind of like a stressor element to it where you are fighting time. So yep. you, you are managing that in a different way. So, you know, who knows? I mean, Pikmin is very hugely beloved and I think Miyamoto has like a huge soft spot for Pikmin. So, you know, I mean, I'm glad that it, I, I would rather there be more Pikmin than it just not exist anymore, whether I am here for yes. it or not. But, um, but yeah, who knows? Comes out July 21st. Um, Which is also surprising. I was yeah. like, oh, wow, this year. Okay. It's, yeah. Uh, it's- yeah. They had like previously like very loosely mentioned that it was being made. But yeah, the, the fact that it's like, hey, here's a full on trailer and it's coming out in, you know, a few months. That's pretty big. Um, it's just coming into like, I think, a horrendous release window. <laughs> Is my only like thinking of Tears of the Kingdom, Final Fantasy 16, and then, um, oh, what is it? What is it that hits in July? There's another game. When does it hit in July? Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head. What does hit in July? Regardless, Corey? I think it's, yeah. it's coming at a time after two of arguably the biggest releases of the year. Um, yeah. I mean, so. to its credit, so July doesn't really look like it has much. Might just be thinking of Final Fantasy 16 in June. That might be it. Yeah, Final Fantasy 16 is in June. Diablo 4 is in June. Street Fighter oh, wow. 6 is in June. Oh. Um, Dang, June. Yeah. Save some for the rest of us. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's like f- for Nintendo fans, you know, that two month gap between that and Tears of the Kingdom, I think is like decent enough. And it probably also Maybe. targets a different audience than the people who are like going to be in the Final Fantasy 16. Um, so it's, it's not bad. I mean, at least for right now, it seems like so long as you weren't releasing, you know, in early to mid June, or if you, if you weren't releasing from early May, to mid June, you're probably okay for right now. Um, yeah. Is kind of what, what it seems like. Um, but, but but yeah, um, it gave me like I was like, what's the after that came? I'm like, okay, I know, I know we're getting Tears of the Kingdom at the end of this. Yep, and they've shown this off, 
And is this going to be like a week direct? What is like, is that our two heavy hitters and it's like a little bit of nothing in between? I couldn't quite gauge the vibe that they were going for right after because I'm like, this is for y'all, this is a very big announcement. And I know yeah. what's going to, I know how we're ending. So what's, what's, what's our, what's the meat? Yeah, and not to not to tip our hand too much, but yeah, the the beginning bit of the direct was was kind of a a bit of a a weak part of it. I mean, yep. so so next they had Xenoblade Chronicles three expansion yep. pass stuff, cool. which was largely like neat. it was neat. It wasn't like anything I was because it's more like a new hero who has a new class. Um, so that's kind of cool. And then they have like roguelike kind of stuff. I think the big Which thing that I would be interested cool. in. Yeah. I think the thing that I would be interested in is at the end, they teased like what will end up being like a big story focused um, expansion part of it, which people always assumed because like, you know, Xenoblade Chronicles two, they had their big like city of Torna expansion that was like highly regarded yeah. that it was like oh it's 40 hours and you know it's this huge deal um so that also, would be the thing wasn't that the that was the scene where they had the guy like floating in the air just screaming are you sure you want this yeah and i'm just um, like i don't know i don't know if i do yeah which to me i mean and I don't know. There, there's a lot of stuff happening in that little trailer that's kind of hard to parse through. But it that it sets up a what seems like a pretty large connection to the other Xenoblade games. Ooh, okay. Um, so if you are a fan, they, it seems like that's because I mean Xenoblade Three. Like not giving anything away, but it does have very strong ties to the first two games, so it seems like they're leaning into that with the, um, with that expansion. So um, that'll be cool. Um, you know, I think the, I think they said that that big story thing's not till later, so it's going to be a while. But yeah. um, but yeah, the they have some small stuff coming in next week. Yeah. After that, uh, Samba de Amigo, Monkey Pass. Maracas uh, rhythm game. Yeah, wasn't super hyped, um, but it's a it's a thing. Um, Fashion Dreamer, Corey, do you have so, dreams of being an influencer? Do you have dreams no, of dictating the way that influencers and or your neighbor and or your friends? And or no. your parents dress on a daily no. basis. No, um, I do not. I will give it a like solid clap because I do think part of like a large appeal of like some social sims or like games that give you the option to like help other characters make decisions or like dress other characters is like a huge appeal of that. And having a game that is just being like, Hey, we're going to just, that's the game you get to essentially like dress like your characters, like help like pick out clothing and like style them, which is a huge pull for, I think a lot of people in a lot of different genres. And they're just being a game for that. I think is pretty neat. Honestly, the fact that it's like, there's a developer that recognized that like, Hey, we're just going to make the game 
and it's for a lot of people. Yeah. I feel it's a little uh, saying like, well, no one really wants Pikmin. There's definitely people who want Pikmin. I'm sorry if we have offended you and you want Pikmin. To be um, fair, I didn't say that. Yeah, I said that. I love that. <laughs> um, but, but, and then to go and say, well, it's pretty neat that they're making this. I, I don't know. I just think it, it feels like it feels new and it feels like a way to really find that niche audience that enjoys this. While it's not for me, I think it's cool. Yeah. A, a good clap, you know, maybe, maybe a, a hit on the leg, a couple hits on the leg when you're clapping, you know? Um, so hold on, let me see. So I was listening to something earlier that was talking about fashion dreamer. Um, and fashion. this to, re- Shoes. to refute your claims that this is like hundred percent original. Um, oh, I know it's not hundred percent original. It's just, it feels like an untapped, right? Media. Unserviced or, niche. Un, that's a better word for it. Yes. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So the people that are making Fashion Dreamer also made a series on the DS called Style Savvy that was also this. Hmm. Um, okay. The which apparently had like a lot of fans. The big draw that at least it seems like is kind of people are a little worried about is that style savvy did have like you ran a shop in style savvy and there mm, were actual like capitalism. there was <laughs> there was gameplay related stuff to it and fashion dreamer seems like at least from what they've shown is you're just wandering around a big empty abyss telling people whether or not their outfit is fire and like d- what Will I be interested in this regardless of what the gameplay loop is? Probably no. not. But it remains to be seen, like, what is the what is the gameplay loop here? Fair. Uh, which may not, I mean, who knows what it'll be. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's Fashion Dreamer. Uh, next, Dead Cells. Colon, Return to Castlevania. Um, um, round of applause for this, because... They, I believe the team in Dead Cells have said they've been, they were inspired by Castlevania or like yeah. that series. And for them to basically be like, hey, this critically acclaimed award winning game that um, we've made, we're, we're taking it back to the roots and we're bringing in Castlevania and it's going to be electric. And yeah. sure enough, it looks that way. Yeah. I mean, it's very much, it's basically kind of turning Dead Cells into the Castlevania game we haven't had in a very yeah. long time. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I'm somewhat, I will play this. I am somewhat neutral, I think, on it just because like Dead Cells didn't hit with me in the same way that same. it did with some people. Um, but I love Castlevania. Same. I love Castlevania music. Um, I. So I'm really down for giving it another shot and digging in and playing through that because I think Dead Cells plays really well. It's a really fun game. It just didn't hook me the way that I thought it would. So maybe something like this would. I don't know. Uh, I think I'm in the same boat uh, because, well, it was a couple of months ago I tried Dead Cells. I, I was like, I get it, but... I don't know if it's really for me. There was just mess. There was something missing, and I think 
this added flavor of Castlevania and like this being the backdrop might pull me in a bit more, might give me a little bit more of a hook. Um, I'm yeah. playing. I, I have the, I am going to check it out because I am, my interest is peaked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, think it will be neat. Um, then there was Tron identity, which I am not interested in at all, Corey, but <sighs> I'm sort of interested in Tron has always been like a, like, I think I would be into this if there was just better ways to, I don't know, see it or like, like understand its story, its idea, because yeah. I think about Kingdom Hearts 2, which is one of my favorite games ever. And the Tron world is honestly one of the best worlds you can go to in Kingdom Hearts 2. It's right. uh, so cool um, when you go into your different uh, forms as Sora, like seeing how your suit transforms into those different colors to match. So cool. It's a very fun world. And that was my first impression of Tron I ever had. I'm like, well, what's this? And then there was the Disney movie and all this whatnot. And the idea of Tron, I find very appealing. Most of it in practice is not good. And so, yeah, this I'm looking at like, is this the one? I don't know. I need to see more. And it's a maybe from me. Yeah, it's a it's a weird thing. So Tron identity is being described as a, it's a detective game that is supposed to sounds kind of like visual novel adventure game, kind of sort of thing. Um, set like a thousand years after the movies. Like, yeah. Um, and I mean, that's the thing is like Tron legacy, the much like, hated upon sequel to the original Tron is like one of my favorite bad movies. Like it's such it's a, a movie bad movie. It's a very good, bad movie. I think the thing that I have trouble with, with Tron is that like, I don't feel like the lore of Tron has ever like made sense. Partially that, but I, I think it's just never been expanded. Like it's a thing yeah, where I'm not sitting there. Very like, simple. It's very simple and it doesn't feel like, because that's the thing is like, I feel like if you want to create this big, I mean, cause there've been a couple of movies, there've been TV show, there've been like, but I feel like if you want to create this kind of thing, like you need some sort of depth to that world in the yeah. same way of like, you know, a Lord of the Rings can take all of these different stories and locations and you know them from the original source material where it's like, oh yeah. I would love to see a story that took us there or had us interact with these people. It's Gilead and it's prime. Right. I mean, and there isn't that with Tron, like the big, the big interesting factors in Tron are like the, the actual people, you know, Flynn and his arcade and, you know, all of these, all of this kind of stuff interacting with each other. And it's like, I don't know that that's the hard thing with me is like a kind of like you, I wish I were into it more than I am, but it's, it, it reminds not, me a lot. And this is probably a bad comparison between the two, but for some reason it's always given me like an edgier, like blade runner, like almost like a YA 
Blade Runner vibes is yeah. what I've always yeah. had from it. Uh, obviously, like very different in its lore, but like in terms of the story, I feel like both tried to tell. Um, it just feels like a YA Blade Runner. Um, do with that well, comparison what you will. And I think Blade Runner 2049, great movie. <laughs> OG Blade Runner, great movie. You have to watch well, the full cut. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, I think the hard thing for me is that, like, Tron feels so barren. Like, it, it feels like in its, yes. in its rep- representation of a digital space, it's representing it as, like, oh, these characters are driving across motherboards. Like, it's a lot yeah. of very literal circuits and systems and stuff. Whereas, like... You know, not that it's necessarily the pinnacle, but it comes to mind as like Battle, Battle Man, Mega Man Battle yeah. Network. Yes. Kept saying Battle Man. Um, Mega Man, Man Battle Network. Man. I mean, you're going into like the, the big thing with Mega Man, and we'll see more about it soon because they're having their big like legacy collection release, but like, you know. Oh, yeah. If you like Mega Man, you were. Okay. <laughs> you were set. Um, but it's a big thing was like, you, you could quote unquote jack into any device and they were all like representative of what they were. Yeah. So like one of the first things you did was, oh no, the stove's on fire and there's some virus in the stove. So then you jack into the stove and it's like, it's rendered after kind of what you would think the digital interface of a smart stove would yeah. look like. And that's how most of it is, is like. Stuff doesn't feel like it's all just super samey. Again, I mean, it's a GBA game. Yeah. There were limitations. It's not like it was this mind-blowing thing in that regard, but it was like, they they really tried to diversify all of these elements to make it feel like a very, this other digital world was very, like, thought out and cohesive. And, like, and I think that that's the thing that miss, is missing from Tron, is that Tron just feels like it's a lot of very aimless, colors and no real like who are these people who are these factions what is their city what is their like what is the point in all of this existing necessarily from my point of view i don't know i mean i agree it's just one of those things of where it feels just like on the cusp always of like there's i know there's more i would like to see it and them being no yeah, basically. Um, so yeah. hopefully this game does that. Maybe they're yeah. like, yeah, here you go. Yeah, who knows? Maybe it could. Could be a sleeper. Um, then there was Ghost Trick, which honestly I was really excited to see yeah. because I've heard, um, never played Ghost Trick. Um, Ghost Trick was a like adventure detective game by Capcom that came out on the DS originally, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and the DS was like the console that I slept on the most. It's so good. It, it hit right when I first got like an Xbox 360 and you know, stuff like that. And, um, and it was just, I was in high school and it was, I was was past a Nintendo at that point, um, in my mind. And Mm. so like, I missed out Mm. on, I missed out on some big games and ghost trick was one of them. So seeing that, um, make it over to the switch, I think super cool because I've always wanted to play it. So that's coming out. Um, the next thing Honestly, like, 
I am surprised people have not been more excited about it because I'm very excited about it. Um, DECA Police. Corey. This is the first I've seen about it. Um, huge round of applause. Very into this as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the first I saw it. I think it's the first reveal, but it, I mean, as I was watching it, it was like, I was going through like, hey, like what? it's a, it's like an anime police thing, but then it's like, it's level five. So these are the people that make Nino Cooney and make professor yes. Layton and have done a lot of like, you Great know, games. that stuff. Um, but then it's like, then it has like turn-based JRPG combat. And then it's like detective, like you're accusing, like it's almost like there's ace attorney elements, yep. but then they're also like persona looking elements. Yes. And it's like, it just, I mean, I know it's an over-the-top concept, like you're a, a teenage detective who's doing this, and then, like, you're going to this other world, and you turn into a cat, and, you know, a lot of, like, weird stuff's happening. So much. But it's like, oh. the more I watched it, the more that I was just like, I am so on board It for feels this. like it just absolutely whips ass. Yeah. it look, And that was the thing, is, like, then I started looking it up and it was like, it had no, it had no presence, like no, no, no. domain, like no authority. Like I looked up DECA police and the only thing that was coming up, even whenever I typed in like DECA police game, it was like Decapolis from like Decapolis. biblical, from like yes, just I biblical know. scripts on Decapolis and the 10, tri- 10 tribes. And I was like, it's like, this isn't what I'm looking for. I was like, I, I was very clear about this. Anime boy, <laughs> give him to me. And it's, and it kind of seems like stuff that I've listened to. Most people are like really kind of glossing over. And I'm like, no, this, this was one of the coolest things in there. Yeah, it was the whole time I was watching it. I'm like, if they somehow pull off all these different ideas into one game and it works. Oh, this might be one of the greatest games I've ever played. And then it, it got to the end where the the main character's line was, I'll make sure none of these pigs work in this town again. And I cackled. I'm like, what <laughs> was that? What what kind of line is this? From this yeah. like 14-year-old boy. I'll make sure none of these pigs. I'm like, that this is this is the lane we're in. Okay, yeah. I'm about it, but it 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 killed me. Um, it, it it looks like just such a amalgamation of ideas that I'm like, I, if, if if this lands, which there's a, a good chance it doesn't, but there's a good chance it does. I'm like, this is this get this is goatee potential. Well, in like level five to me. To me, to me, Corey, level five, like even when their games do not like hit because they've played, I mean, they've made games like we'll talk a little bit about it later, but like fantasy life, that's yep. level five. Yep. Um, Professor Layton, like may not be everybody's cup of tea. That's level five. Yokai Watch, level five. Nino Kuni, level five. Like Nino Kuni too. Yeah. Ever Oasis, level five. Like yeah. they, they make these games that are like that really have strong identities, I think is their big thing. And I think like, and that's the thing is like that I feel like with Deca places, even if it comes out and people are like, the gameplay elements just aren't hitting. There's enough there that I'm like, 
but I still want to play it. Like it's, it yeah. still just looks like it. I'm going to have a time with this thing. So yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for it. Yeah. Did we get Looking a release date good. from it? They just said 2023. So, well, again, yeah, maybe it's the goatee. Yeah. Maybe who knows? Um, so then, uh, Bayonetta Origins, Cereza and the Lost Demon. That's the painterly origin story. Looks super cool. cool. Yeah. Um, you know, we Just, saw a little bit about that before, but yeah. looks super neat. Kind of like if a, you are uh, a Bayonetta person, I know you are living life right now. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in it. I still have yet to play Bayonetta 3. Um, I've played 1 and 2. Um, but I may, honestly, I'm more, I feel like I'm more interested in playing this than Bayonetta 3. Um play it at this point so i i may very well check it out um one of the stranger things to me um splatoon 3 had a dlc announcement thing so splatoon 3 like in the past they've had like big you know splatoon 2 had the octo had the octoling expansion where you could it was like 20 hours of content and you could be the octolings and you could like have all of this kind of stuff and it was like this really big deal that's kind of what i was expecting which granted they did indicate that something like that will be coming but what they showed off was strange in that they were like hey here's a splatoon 3 dlc where you can go to inkopolis from the first game splatoon 1 from splatoon 1 and all of the same stuff is in stock and you can do all of the same things and it basically like said to me i was like so what is like i was waiting for like the special thing to happen beyond just the nostalgia of, I want to hang out in in Inkopolis and it never came. And I was like, I was like, so what is the point here? I was like, because if there's not like, if there aren't like unique shops, if there aren't unique game modes or something, if it's just like, if it's, you can choose to go to Inkopolis or stay in Splatoon three city. I was like, what am I paying? What am I paying for here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that was the thing that like really, I was, that I was really confused by. Um, not well, that it's not worth like, I mean, I'm, I'm down for them deciding to bring in Inkopolis and have that, but I just figured there would be something kind of extra with it that they would kind of throw in there. Well, I, I feel like Splatoon is at a, Sorry, hmm. my dog is. He's so confused that my wife's not home. He's like, <laughs> "Where's where is she?" Like, and I, I'm confused. Um, is kind of where he's at right now. So sorry <laughs> for him pacing around. <laughs> it's boys' night, uh, but I feel like Splatoon is at a interesting crossroads, and this kind of I think leans in one direction, uh, leans in a specific direction. Either it's going to be a hey, this is our final version of the game and we will continue updating it for the next few years to come. Here's Splatoon 1, Inkopolis. You can play essentially Splatoon 3, but through this. Um, Here's more stuff that's coming down the line and we are going to just have this be a live service game for 
an extended period of time, which kind of feels yeah. like the direction they're going in. Because the other direction is they are a Call of Duty-esque, essentially, where like, hey, Splatoon 4 will come out in like two years and we're going to be releasing like a new Splatoon like every two to three years. And that is our online shooter because it does make a lot of money. Like it is a good seller kind of a thing. Like, it, yeah. And so I, th- I think it's coming down to, okay, how does Nintendo view this? And they don't really do a lot of games with that model of this is our just this is our seller every two years so it kind of feels like splatoon 3 is going to turn into a a live service game is the vibe i'm getting and a lot of games are starting to turn into live service games look at uh hitman right now yeah Yeah. they've essentially made hitman 3 into like this is just hitman where you're going to continue updating it releasing new maps releasing tons of different uh objectives they released a um a uh, roguelike mode um, yeah, they have as the well. Freelancer mode. Yeah, that's what now. it's called. So um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Splatoon's just like, yeah, we are now a, a live service game. And I, I mean, and I legitimately hope they do. I mean, just, I mean, they've done a really good job at supporting Splatoon long-term just because yeah. like Splatoon 2, I mean, they were having Splatfests and new weapons updated like two years into the life cycle. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm all about, especially considering, I mean, the principal like criticism against Splatoon games is the fact that they don't change all that much game to game. So if they want to take that, right. I mean, if they want to take that approach, I think it's great. It's just a, it is a confusing thing (laughs) to see just, just knowing that Nintendo is not usually, on that path. If that is yeah. their thing and they're setting that up, cool. Awesome. But it is it was kind of a strange thing. But um but yeah, then they also showed a thing called side story that I I'm imagining is their big story yes. related thing that had like a very kind of like artsy black and white aesthetic and stuff and um didn't have much, but will be, I guess, the next big DLC thing that comes yeah. out. Yeah. Um, so then after that, more DLC, um, Fire Emblem Engage DLC. Kind of already knew about too. At yeah. At the same time, because they announced well, DLC before it even launched. Yeah. So Fire Emblem released with the like three houses characters yeah. showing up as emblems um, for the DLC. Um, that was there, I guess like wave one effectively. Mm-hmm. And so this was like, they were showing off, okay, here's wave two, here's wave three, here's wave four. And so like wave two and three more emblems wave four is going to be their big um, story push, which again, I'm the most excited about. I mean, three houses, took kind of a similar approach where they had some yeah. small stuff, but then they had their big Ashen Wolves expansion, yeah. which was substantial, um, added new characters and um, added some substantial story elements. So that would be the thing that I would be the most excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not until that's their last component of the yeah. DLC. Um, so that will be whenever they're done. Um, so yeah, that's there. I don't know. I'm, 
I like there was a part of me that was like, well, maybe I'll get it. Maybe I'll get the because I'm still playing engage, but I don't know. Maybe if I start a maddening run at some point, I'll probably end up getting it just so I can slap an emblem on everybody. Yeah. Um, but you get probably you get an emblem. Everybody gets an emblem. Yeah. Which I mean, to be fair, is kind of the point in the game that I'm at now is just like you get to the point where everybody you're going into battle. Like the big thing is just deciding who has what emblem, not who gets an emblem. (laughs) So yeah. um, Yeah. I'm at the same point now too. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it makes it a lot easier. Honestly, it's just, all right, Louie, you, you still have Sigurd. So, um, I need you to cover all 20 paces that you now have and absolutely just tank every single hit while everybody else catches up to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is, this is kind of whenever we start getting into some big heavy hitter, Louis. Louis, it is Louis, Louis. I know it's Louis. You dumb, (laughs) dumb, dumb boy. Um, So the next thing they showed was super interesting and also very confusing, but it's called Harmony, the Fall of Reverie. So this is a game that I still don't like fully get, um, but effectively is like, it takes place in the nineties and it's like a, it's a sci-fi game. You play as a woman who returns back to her hometown and there's something about a corporation. She finds out she has powers and like is influencing the, the whole like direction of this alongside all of these like different kind of deity figures. Um, and it, it's, made by don't nod who made the life is strange game. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of like choice elements, a lot of narrative stuff, but it's also the, um, the score was written by the woman that made or that wrote the music for Celeste. So Mm -hmm. good music too. Um, really neat art direction and what looks like a really strong, like all of the deities and everything, they have strong, what looked to me like, um, like West Asian African kind of influence. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it doesn't look like your typical, Zeus. Um, right. It doesn't look oh. like the, the typical pantheons you would see. They seem like they're varied and they're also like really compelling, like from a visual standpoint and everything. So I'm okay. So it takes place. It takes place in a Mediterranean city. So yeah, Greece ish is kind of, I think what their influence is for that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Super into whatever that's going to be. That comes out in June. It looks so interesting. The art style, like you said, that direction is very appealing. Um, it was like, it's a pretty solid story and not to reiterate, but doubling down on what you said, the fact that this is the creators of life of strange, you know, you are going to get good story twist choices, elements in here that will keep you engaged with what they're bringing to the table. So, yeah, I think I'm mainly just confused. Like what the, cause most of the trailer was, um, it was like animation 
Um, yes. So there's I'm, a little bit of gameplay in there, not a ton. Yeah. So I'm not a hundred percent sure what the game is going to be necessarily. It looked but, a little visual um, novelly to an extent. Yeah. Um, which is not a bad thing uh, by any yeah. means, but just different than what we're used to with them. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Um, but that's in June. Um, that'll that will be landing in the uh, Final Fantasy yeah. sixteen. <laughs> window um then we have disney illusion island which um is like a four player kind of looks rayman-esque like yeah four, up call. to four player like side scroller thing yep. which honestly looks kind of cool because um i like the new the new like having a child i'm aware of some of these things like the new mickey mouse cartoons that they have okay um that's that's their art style like what really? that game is that's, that's the that. art style mm-hmm. um for mickey the yeah for the like for kids the newest mickey. yeah um the really? yes. <laughs> uh, kids like that well and that's the thing my daughter hasn't watched much of it because it does skew it does seem to skew a little edgier i will it's, say it's, because it like feels very edgy it's it's less the like style of it but like i've watched a couple of episodes because my my daughter loves Minnie mouse so i turned it on because i love the art style but it does like there were point, parts at points where i was like this seems a little like seems a little scarier than it should be or like it it seems like it's going a little like it doesn't seem as disney junior as other mickey mouse Minnie mouse kind of stuff has been um that's the only like caveat there but the show or or not the show but the this game is very much kind of based around that style um really kind of like old retro inspired mickey mouse all of that um but yeah looks really cool comes out in july um i don't know I liked the Rayman games. Okay. Um, could be into it. I don't know if it's my speed, but it looks interesting. Yeah. My daughter could be into it. Maybe we'll uh, maybe. maybe we'll play it. Yeah. Um, then the return of Advance Wars reboots. Um, A year the, later after it was originally yep. announced. Yeah, it was, if you remember, it was shelved. It was originally supposed to come out last April. was ready to come out. Um, but with the war in Ukraine, they were just kind of like, hey, we don't necessarily want to release a game about war right now. So we're just going to we just aren't going to release Burning it. On the and, then, and then never said anything about it again. And some people were like, maybe we'll never see it. I don't know. <laughs> but here, here it is are. back again. Um, honestly, really excited because I love Advance Wars to death. Um, have you ever played Advance Wars? No, I have not. I am okay. very excited for, I was very excited at the time for these releases, um, but very excited for these releases because it's been something I wanted to get into or at least see yeah. for quite a while now. Advance Wars is dope. And the original art style was great. And the fact that they're doing this whole like reimagining of it, I think is super cool. So did they um, announce if there was going to be a demo for it or not? Or is it just straight? You gotta buy it. I I th- don't think there's a demo. I think mm. it's just straight 
a pain. Um, but you know what does have a demo? Corey, Octopath Traveler 2 demo. Um, yeah, came out. Um, I played it. Time of, yeah. Um, tell me about it. I mean, we're going to save a little bit for for later, but how's your how's your experience with the demo? This is one of those, like, you know, like the original, you play it, your progress carries yeah, over he, if you if you want it. It's a three-hour demo. It cuts off at your three-hour playtime mark. Um, okay. I didn't play as much as I wanted. Uh, probably got like 30 minutes of, ga- of gameplay. Um, very cool. Art style still the same, but you can tell they have a bigger budget with it. It's no okay. longer... I don't want to say that they were ever static um, maps you were going through because it's not true, but it's added a more because it's like a two, it's a 3D, 2D kind of a thing. It adds a little bit more 3D to the environments. Like there's more depth of field that you can see. The animation's a little bit crisper. Um, And there's more happening. At least I, I started with the thief. Um, this time, okay. um, mainly because I enjoyed in Octopath 1 that Thief's, um, his mechanic his, and his storyline. Uh, so I started there, and you get into a city that's a lot more... The cities before were dense. Not dense, but like they were big. This yeah. feels yeah. more dense, big. There's a lot more happening uh, to it. Um, and with it, and the writing so far seems significantly better. Um, not that the writing was bad in the first one, but it, most of the characters felt very one note, I would say. They only yep. had really kind of one thing, maybe like kind of a second um, personality trait. So far in the first 30 minutes, there's more complexity with the character that I've chosen. So if you liked Octopath 1, you're going to like Octopath 2 because... The combat's the same, and man, it still hits. It's so okay. good. Love um, it. So yeah, how's the music? Oh, fantastic! Oh okay. my gosh, it's so good. I I was thinking about this the other day, but I think I'm because I went with um, when I played the original. I went with uh, Tressa. Who was the merchant? the merchant? Yeah, yeah. Um, because I wanted to kind of, I was like, okay, they have some weirdo classes here. I want to go with, I want to go with not the warrior. You know, I want to go with yeah. somebody who's who's a the, little different. Um, the alchemist, apothecary, that guy. Yeah, there's an apothecary. There's a dancer. Yeah. Um. You know. So I, the, the downs. I mean the. Potential downside, if you don't love whoever you pick with Octopath, is like you can switch party members in and out, but whoever you start the game with, you have to have, like, always. has to be yeah. leading your party always. Um, I am, I have largely kind of like settled potentially on picking the merchant this time around too, just to see. He looks fun. He does. Like, um, because all of them are reworked, all of the characters, like it's the same classes, but they're all like very different archetypes and stuff. And so I'm considering picking him just to kind of compare and contrast, be like, what is this? Like that way it's, I'm having that experience right from the beginning and I can go into it with the same sort of perspective. 
I almost want to go the scholar again, the mage, because in the first one, you're like this um, almost himbo, like professor yeah. at times. Yeah. And in this one, the you because you, I didn't pick him, but I almost did. I might, when I pick it up, I'll probably just do a new game and start with him. Because you get to read their little descriptions, and it was him. So I've been in prison for this many days. I've been accused of killing my wife and child. Yes. This man is the one who ruined my life, and I will have my vengeance. And I'm like, oh, this is straight vengeance paladin. Yeah. I am yeah. in for this yeah. quest. I, I didn't choose him because, again, I felt like, okay, to get, I remember the thief just being the best to play. From the first one, people have differing opinions. It's just my opinion. Um, my, my opinion is I didn't love the thief. See, it is. There, there we go. <laughs> um, but um, I like just, it was just stone cold. I loved like his little info. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. When I pick this game up, you, you might be it. My guy. Yeah. So I, I, I liked his story. He had a very interesting arc. He just yep. was never like one of my, one of like my favorite. Fair. I, I don't know. Cause I'm playing the demo on the switch. There's a demo on PlayStation two for it. Um, yeah. I just don't know if I'm, I think I'll probably still get it on switch. It just feels like such a Nintendo switch game. But the fact that they're releasing it on PlayStation has me being like, but maybe it could be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, knowing, I think the thing that would hold me off from getting it on PlayStation is just knowing the original had some grind to it, mm-hmm. um, in mm-hmm. spots. And that would be my thing is like, good call. stuff like that is it's, it's nice to have that on switch to be able good to just call Christopher, be, be watching something while you're <laughs> doing yeah. the grind of that. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm still undecided, but that's, I am leaning switch for that reason. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm already sold on Switch. What, who, what idiot would ever think about getting on PlayStation? <laughs> yeah, fools. <laughs> um, then they showed Katamari. Well, we love Katamari Reroll yeah. uh, plus Royal Reverie. Pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, it's Katamari. Um, I played a little bit of Katamari. I've never been in love with Katamari, but sure, Katamari Damacy is coming back. Everybody. Um, then after that, um, another demo that you played and another game. It's very exciting. Sea of Stars. Oh, Sea of finally, Stars. Finally getting a release date. So Sea of Stars, let me how long has it been since I first heard about Sea of Stars? So Sea of Stars was so it was kickstarted. Back in, okay, it was kickstarted, when was the kickstarter, 2020 maybe, is that right? I don't know, you're the one pulling it up. That's what I'm trying to do right now. Um, when was the campaign? Well, um, I, I played the demo. <laughs> um, I did not realize animation in that like 8-bit, 16-bit art style could be that good. Uh-huh. Uh, whenever you play the demo, it 
but right before it kicks into gameplay, it shows like this stone giant like placing the party down in this ball and just watching it do that in this 8-bit. I was like, holy, I didn't know you could make it look that good. It was, and the whole time it's like that. It's incredibly detailed animation. It's smooth, um, just moving like butter. It captured me instantly because also the combat so cool you get to choose between um who leads the party between essentially this moon or sun um warrior um the moon um is woman monk with a staff the the sun warrior is like this dude with a sword i can't remember their names off the top of my head um but I chose uh, the moon staff because I'm like, I love a, a badass woman. Um, Who and, doesn't? Right. Uh, and she has this m- move. It was like, I think it was just called Moonblade. I can't remember what it is, but it was a timing mini game during the fight, is the best way I can describe it. Yeah, she would sling, dip, like, throw like this moon blade with her staff, and it bounces back to you, and you have to time it rebounding off of your staff and it go enemy, 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 as it's like you hit a guy back to your staff, hit a guy back to your staff, hit a guy back to your staff. And you're, and it's, you can have it going as long as you want, as long as you're hitting it, but it gets like ding, ding, ding. Like if you ever made it far enough in the pacer test where it's just like ding, ding, that's what it was as you're just, it doesn't do a ton of damage, but the fact that it, you can just have it rack up. And if you time it well enough, I mean, you're just going to obliterate the other team. It, I, that was the first thing I did in, in the combat. And I'm like, oh, baby, y- you have me. I am here. Yeah. So, um, okay. So April 2020 is whenever okay. the Kickstarter COVID. ended. Um, so almost three years. But yeah, I mean, it's very like, it's very... Chrono Trigger inspired by layout and also in uh, like development because the they actually for some of the music uh, get sorry or get yeah uh, they have the uh, guy from Chrono Trigger uh, Mitsuda the Yasunori mm-hmm. <laughs> Matsuda I think is his name um, I could be wrong um, Yasunori Mitsuda there we go um he composed for Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross. Um, so he, you know, they're having some actual legitimate music yeah. from that time kind of being being woven in. Um, yeah, and it has a lot of those like, you know, whether it's Super Mario RPG or uh, Mario and Luigi or Paper Mario, like that element of like timing-based stuff kind of thrown into. Um, super neat. It's been you know, people have been waiting on it for a while. Cause I think the original Kickstarter, like the, the estimated release was March, 2022. And this will be coming out in August of 2023. Yep. So, you know, it's a little ways off. Um, but looks really cool. Um, very excited about it. I mean, it looks really neat. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's you should play the demo. Uh, it, yeah, it looks, I should. I should probably play it and have a few thoughts on it. I do. I do like uh, like me some Chrono Trigger. 
It, I am excited about this. It definitely drops you off early in the story, so you're, you'll be a little confused. Uh, at least I was a little confused. It has some balancing issues it needs to, to fix for sure with its combat. I'm telling like, mm, I can tell this is going to be a little grindy of a game. Like That's kind yeah. of the vibe it gets and coming off of something like um, Chained Echoes, which also very Chrono Trigger inspired. That was not grindy at all. I'm sitting here like, hmm, let's think about this, guys. The guys that are developing this like, let's think about this. Yeah. Um, so that's my only potential critique is um, combat can get a little tough. Um, not that that is uncommon okay. for JRPGs. Yeah. And it's a demo, not a finished product by any means. I loved it. Yeah. It was, that's yeah. just me kind of nitpicking. Yeah. Good deal. Um, after that, Omega Strikers, which I think we've brought up before is Looks like a very anime arcadey soccer, but it's air dodgeball hockey. something air hockey, yeah, something like that. Um, like hero yeah. shooter, but with soccer kind of stuff. Um, looks, I mean, looks legitimately cool. Um, it's just you know, it's it, potentially the same sort of thing as like Mario Strikers, like where it's like really is it going to be a really good game with a lot of stuff to do, or is it just going to be? a good game or even that who knows it um gives me knockout city vibes how knockout city was when i say that i mean like it's going to be like very popular for a month and then kind of this away because i remember knockout city being so popular for the first month like and rightly so it's a great game um but it, it just kind of lost its steam because there just wasn't it caught too much traction too quick and they didn't have the support ready to keep it going or like keep people in necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely does have that vibe. Hopefully it's not, I mean, knockout cities and knockout. What was it? Rumble ver rumble verse. The other like battle Royale. The wrestling battle royale. Oh yeah, what was that? Um, those are shutting down. So, yeah. you know, those are getting pulled, and you're not going to get to play those anymore. So, um, so yeah, hopefully it doesn't do that. But who knows? Hope not. Um, after that was Etrian Odyssey Origins Collection, which is yeah. one, two, three from DS coming over to Switch. I'm excited about. I've never played Etrian Odyssey, um, despite. Having some interest and legitimately thinking I would, um, but it got me excited both to try those out, but also to maybe finally dig in and play Persona Q and Q2, which I own, Mm. which are a Persona and Etrian Odyssey like crossover. Like it's Etrian Odyssey, but with Persona characters. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm, would kind of be excited to kind of to dig in and play those. So, but those come out in June as well as yeah. does a lot of other stuff. Um, Kirby return to dreamland deluxe, uh, also demo. Um, also a, Oh, Kirby is there game. a demo for that? Apparently. Okay. Well, I know what I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah. Look at you. That's my sound. Um, 
Yeah, and then the full game comes out on the 24th of February. Um, after really? that, yeah. Yo, boy. Um, Kirby, all day, wow. son. Okay, well, um, I know what we're talking about that week. <laughs> then we have probably some of the biggest announcements. Yeah, here's the heavy hitters. Um, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance games coming to Nintendo Switch Online. Most notably, like Game so Boy hype. specifically is Nintendo Switch Online. Game Boy Advance is limited to their Nintendo Switch Online plus a Nintendo 64 expansion pass thing. Um, yeah. However they call it. A <laughs> little, little um, odd in that, but... Um. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I, I'm super excited to see them. I think like a lot of the Game Boy games, I think I'm a little bit more interested in in that regard just because I'm... Like there are a number of them I haven't ever played. So yep. there could be something there. The GBA games, there's a really solid lineup like Minish Cap. I would be interested oh, so in taking the opportunity yeah. to play. Um, but, you know, a, there are a fair number of those GBA games I do have on GBA too. So, you know, there's less interest in me just like paying a subscription to, mm-hmm. to have them on there specifically for that. Um, especially given it's such a like steep thing um and i'm already not paying it for the n64 stuff so i don't know um you know we'll see the i think some of the like upcoming stuff is kind of cool like they're gonna have the original fire emblem is gonna Mm -hmm. hit on it you know i mean some of that stuff's gonna uh, come oracle of seasons and uh oracle of um ages what's the oracle of ages for legend those will come over um so yeah, some of the stuff that's coming up, I think is going to be super cool. Um, it's just, you know, Nintendo has been very slow to trickle with some of this stuff. So it's kind of, you know, is what it, it is, but it is, uh, I'm still so I'm super excited for it. I, I am getting a little tired of the, the price for it because I feel like it just yeah. is going up and up and up. If you want to play this, I'm kind of like, like, what's what's our threshold here Nintendo? like are you is it just going to be like okay here's our entire library you can't buy any of these games but you can pay us two hundred dollars a year to play them all and it's like excuse me um yeah and i mean that feels like the trajectory trajectory they're on um at this rate yeah and it's kind of frustrating and it's also frustrating because they didn't announce any pokemon games this is conspiracy theorist me it i'm like okay you're not gonna put any on here because you're gonna re re re-release all these games at like full price down the line like that's that's the impression i'm getting here um capitalism baby capitalism it's one of those things of like it's it's so Cool to see. I am so excited for it, but I know there is a yes and to it um, from Nintendo um, where they're just like, yes, you're getting all this and you're paying us a lot of money for all of this. So it's a win-win. It's like, no, it's a kind of like a cool thing for me and you're asking too much money from me for this kind of a thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what their whole 
thing is. <laughs> it, it's just like the spirit of it is a great idea, but in practice, it's just like, I don't think they're doing it super well with all of these expansions that they're adding on. And it's just like, this is like, I'm your biggest, our Nintendo's biggest, um, uh, what's the word for it? Criticism has been their game preservation. And this is them showing off game preservation of like, here's all the games we're bringing back for you to play. Here's everything that's coming up to play as well. This is what you want. It's like, I mean, yeah, I guess be careful what we wish for. Cause this is kind of what we wanted, but gosh, you are just making me lick the boot to have it. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't, ain't cool, but who knows? Um, I don't know. I don't know that Nintendo ever gets like a whole lot better on that no. end, but we can always hope. Um, well, th- what will happen is no one's going to pay for it. And we're like, well, I guess people didn't want this. So now we're just not going to do this. And everyone's like, no, 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 no. Like <laughs> you just can't th- have it. Th- this is, this is what we want, but it's just, you're, you're, you're not doing it in a way that's feasible for your, for people to play. And it's just a continuous cycle. Capitalism. Baby. Yeah. Capitalism. Yeah. It's fun. Um, after that, though, happier notes. Um, Metroid Prime. Oh, uh, Shadow Remaster. Drop 2. Yeah. Just, hey, here it is, and guess what? You can play it right now. And yep. I, my wallet was burning. I decided not to get it, but man, there was like a good 10 minutes where I was just looking at the TV. Like, Do I? But is this I? the... Are we doing this? Is this the moment? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm going to wait for the physical thing that they're releasing because they're releasing a physical version in like a couple of weeks, um, just for the posterity of it. But yeah, I mean, I think the most surprising thing out of it was that it wasn't like a part of a collection that it wasn't two and three. Um, maybe they... Because we didn't, I mean, spoiler alert, we didn't see anything about Metroid Prime 4, so maybe nope. it's something where, like, closer to time, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, Metroid Prime 4, it's coming out later this year, but, hey, you know, we know you just played Metroid Prime, like, six months ago. Do you want to play 2 and 3 right now as you're yep. waiting? Like, you know, and Nintendo was pretty clear in this that, like, all of the games they're talking about maybe not all, but like most of them, they're focusing on the first half of the year. So yes, it's possible that there's stuff that's like, you know, Metro prime two or, you know, whatever that's coming out later in the year that they just didn't mention. Who knows? Um, but yeah, it, uh, I never played, I played weirdly. I played Metroid prime two. Okay. But I didn't play one or three. <laughs> so, um, so I have Metroid prime experience but not with the original um, because I rented the original and it like kind of scared me. Oh, and so I just didn't play any more of it. Hmm. It was okay. a weird thing whenever I was a kid where like first person shooters kind of scared me for a long time. Like there was I, something I about the, I there was something about that, like that perspective, like it being from your perspective. And I think the combination of it being like, you weren't in, like you were in a dark, place you were in a dark creepy place with metroid music and stuff and i was like i can't like i just i do not feel like i can do this and just never played it um i get it but now i'm not scared as much and uh i 
will play it. So yeah, I I will as well. I was like, yep, yep. I've never played a Metroid game, and this feels like never my- played a Metroid game. Correct. Yeah. Whoa. At least not that I can think of. Whoa. I, I mean, I played as Samus and Smash Brothers, and um, yeah. Goodness. Have you ever heard of uh, Metroid Other M? The best Metroid, they call it. No, no I have not. I'm, Sorry, I'm. I'm anyway, this will be my first. It, it is Metroid. a game. It's this will be my insane. first Metroid. Because um, okay. Dread, everything I read about Dread is like, yeah, it's pretty tough. And I'm like, I think I'll pass. Just, uh, I don't know if I want. I don't know if my want my first to be that difficult. So, you could play oh. Super Metroid. I think it's on Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah, but that's giving Nintendo more of my money. Don't you already have Nintendo Switch Online? Just the base? I might just have the base. You might be right. Yeah. If you have the base, you can you can play Super Nintendo games on the base, I think. I'll look into it. Yeah. I'll look into it. Check it out. Okay. Um, yeah. After that, um, Bait and Kaitos remaster. More yeah. GameCube stuff. Um, yeah, Bait and Kaitos. I was like kind of surprised to see bait and kaidos was made by the people that make xenoblade now is um, it really yeah it's um so i don't know if they're working on the remaster at all but um it's like a jrpg card based thing and um super i remember it in my head as the other gamecube jrpg card based thing um because i remember whenever i was a kid i got really into a game called lost kingdoms 2 which was okay. made by from software who you might know from dark souls <laughs> and, <laughs> a little known indie game of elden ring yeah um and bait and kaitos was also at a, at the same time and i remember like always seeing it and being like I, because I remember at some point I was like, I can't remember what that game was. And I would see bait and kind and I was like, it looks like what I'm looking for, but it isn't that game. And I can't remember what that game is. <laughs> and so like, that's what I always know bait and kind says is like, I never played it, but I remember seeing it all the time at blockbuster. I remember like anytime I was looking for lost kingdoms, it was like, that was the thing that was popping up. And I was like, I remember you. And so like, it's pretty impressive that it's coming back because it is a pretty like big cult classic thing. Um, but it's coming out this summer. Um, I'm kind of excited about it because like JRPG card based things are my jam. So um, I will probably play it. Who knows? Um, after that, Fantasy Life. Oh, Fantasy I, Life. the girl who steals time. Um, also level five. Also, you might know from uh, Nino Kuni, Deca Police. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, Deca Police. These pigs um, will never live in this fantasy life again. Yeah, I'm really. I had some friends who were like diehard fantasy life players, like loved it to death. I missed out on it. Like I would have, I, there were plenty of times where I was like, man, I really would love to play fantasy life. Fantasy life. If you don't know, is kind of like, it's cutesy JRPG, like big chibi headed, you know, knights and wizards and stuff. And they're adventuring around. But like the big thing with it is that like, 
you take on all of these different roles and you're accomplishing all these different things. And yeah, you can be a knight and yeah, you can be a sorcerer, but you can also be a chef or you can be a baker or you can be like a, a like a hat salesman or I don't think that's a thing, but like it's all of these different jobs and you're doing these and it's, it's very like you can play the game in so many different ways. Cause it's like, okay, maybe you're not really into the combat, but you still want to like, be immersed in this world and do things. It's like you can be the blacksmith and you can just like craft stuff all day and you don't have to go fight the monsters. You can just be that blacksmith and follow his storyline and do all this kind of stuff. And that's its whole thing. Um, This is like a new, this is a new fantasy life. Um, So yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks very, very cool. Um, I, it's one of those things I'm like, is this my moment to get into the series or try another, um, game in this genre that hasn't always clicked for me? Um, and I think it might be, it could be, it's on my list of like, you have nothing to play down the line. Uh, you have nothing to play. Should you pick this up? Kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, after that, uh, they showed a very short teaser for Professor Layton and the New World of Steam, yeah. made by mm-hmm. um, Level 5. You may know them from Fantasy Life. I, the girl who steals time, coming to Switch 2023. Also, Deca Police, um, which we talked the about earlier in this episode. Be a doctor again. <laughs> um, honestly, I was kind of because I thought they were done with Professor Layton. So the fact that it's. I thought they had said they were done with Professor Layton. Um, But no, he's back. Um, He's back again. Old Sherlock, old anime Sherlock Holmes is back. Baby, yeah. Very cool. Did I love Ren? Look at you. Sing it, boy. Guess who's Um, back? back. Shush. Um, (laughs) The... uh, after that, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Wave 4 DLC. Okay, so um, does Mario Kart, will Mario Kart 9 ever happen? Yes or no, Chris? It will. It are, will. Are you sure? But it will. Like, it's, but it's, okay, here is my theory. And I've said this before. Okay, in answer, I'm going to back up for a second. I don't think Mario Kart 9 will happen. I think a Nintendo Kart will happen. I think that's yes, their yes, next thing. Yeah, I forgot you. Is, yeah, this is your theory. I, I think it's that they theory. are setting up Mario Kart to be, like, they are making Mario Kart 8 the Mario Kart. Like, yeah, this, a collection this is just of Mario Kart of, now. Right. It is the, like, we are giving you all of the tracks. We're giving you all of the characters. We are, we are making out, it what, so you eight never. years ago? Yeah. We're we're making and still updating it. Yeah, I mean, it, oh, no, sorry, they they decided to start updating it. Right. So the trajector, I mean, it's older than it's older it than the Switch. In, it was on the Wii U. Yeah, it came out in 2014. Um, I think. Um, so it's nine years. It's old. almost a decade, and there. Yeah. And it feels like in the last like three years they've realized like wait people love Mario Kart what if we just I don't know started like 
servicing it again. And that's so, all they've done. Yeah. So the trajectory of it was came out May 2014. They released DLC for it uh, at some points. Um, but it had a bunch of new tracks. Um, it had some new characters, had some new modes. That was a big deal. And then whenever Deluxe released, it released with all of that in there. Yep. So you had those extra tracks already built in and they never, like, I think the only thing they really updated was they updated battle mode yep. and they updated some of that stuff. Um, so then there wasn't, I mean, at this point, like that came out in 2017 and then they decided at some point, they decided last year that they were going to do their big booster course pass, which is, Six? Is it six or eight? I think it's six passes, and this is pass number four. This is pass number four. Um, but yeah, it's basically like they are doubling the tracks. Like it had Mario Kart 8 had gotten up to like 48 tracks, and this is another 48 yeah. tracks. It's absurd. <laughs> they're adding in. Um yeah, it's funny because like my my wife and I, um, there was a period where like I, when we were dating where I would come over and we would, uh, play Mario Kart a lot. And I would just, at a moment when I just was mad at myself, I guess I would, uh, set a, I would set up a random set of courses of like 32 of them or whatever. And it would cycle through the entire list and it would take us like an hour and a half of just straight Mario Kart play. And we would be unhappy and mad and it was just, just was what it is. And I couldn't even imagine trying to do that now. Well, look at you now. Um, You're married kid or married and we could sit there for three hours and we can play through through every single track. Um, and cry. Um, and but I mean, Back yeah, to I mean, it's Nintendo a hard Kart theory. Yeah. I mean, I think it's hard. I think they are making it intentionally difficult to justify mm, another Mario Kart. Yeah. Because I mean, what did they do? What did they do? I mean, whenever they have, I mean, it's a similar argument with like smash. Yeah. Like what do you do after smash ultimate when every smash character is in smash? Yeah, it's done. You, you, you've done it. Right. Congratulations. You've completed Mario Kart. You've completed Smash Brothers. Right. And so, like, my thinking is if they want to make a new kart racer, they make, like, a Nintendo kart. Where, which they kind of have done a little bit with Mario Kart where Link is in it, Inklings yep. are in it. Um, Villager. So, I mean, the, the idea of them taking, like, a Smash Brothers approach and making, like, this big just non Mario centric thing where it turns more into like, okay, well you're driving on more Zelda tracks or you're driving through Inkopolis or you're driving, like you're doing these things and maybe it's differentiated a little bit from Mario Kart. Like maybe it plays a little bit differently. Who knows? But like, that's where my thing is, is if they come out with another kart racer at this point, I don't think it's going to be Mario Kart. I think it's going to be Nintendo Kart, whatever that I would <laughs> whatever love that looks like. A Nintendo Kart where its maps dictate what types of 
items or like abilities can be used. Like an ink accomplished track, all of a sudden you're putting down paint and yeah. it's yeah. Um, slippery. It's more slipperier. Uh, but if you have like these certain types of tires, depending on what type of paint you're using, stuff like those kind of ideas almost make it a little add in just a more a level of planning to it i think would be very fun but that's just yeah me. yeah i will um i have the booster pass but i have not played a single one of the new booster pass courses i guess at this point you i'm just saving that. it up and i'm just like i'm just gonna basically you're gonna go happy like one day and be like hey we're gonna play all of them it's gonna be four hours so, hope you're ready so i just <laughs> i'm I just poured gonna, us two glasses I'm, of whiskey to start <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to lie to her and be like, hey, a new Mario Kart came out today. Oh, there yeah. are 48 new courses and I mean, we're going to play them. You're not wrong. <laughs> that's the thing. It's not a lie. That is that's just real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so who knows? I don't know. It's there's a part of me that like as a lover of Mario Kart, I'm very happy that there is a Mario Kart collection of almost 100 tracks. Also, as a lover of Mario Kart, I will forever be salty that Mario Kart Nine probably will not happen. Um, yeah. It's just it's the it's the status that I live in. I live in a world so. where there's only eight Mario Karts, but there's ten Fast and the Furious. Oh God! Yeah. What was this world come to? Not just ten. I mean, there there are more. Fast and Furious keeps going, and Mario Kart is it has been in purgatory since the, Fast and Furious was at like number four. The Fast and the Furious. Yeah, family. It's gonna be yeah. After that, this place will never be families again. Was after that? So there were a couple of small things. I think they showed their like teaser reel, and then they showed Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. Tears. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom. May twelfth. They didn't show that much more. Um. Then we've already seen it's just more of a I feel like we get a little bit more story context. And also Matthew Mercer is playing Gandorf and that is Yeah. Hype. He's playing beef jerky Ganon. Um it. yeah, it that that was kind of the thing was like I'm it, nothing needed to get me hyped for Tears of the Kingdom, but like, I feel like that's what it needed was more of kind of like a story trailer yeah. where you're seeing a little bit more context of what is actually like some of the world. What are what's going on? Because it has been so shrouded the entire time. Yeah. So, I mean, there's still a lot of stuff we don't know. I mean, none of none of the whole like long hair link in a toga showed up in the story trailer, so we still don't have context well, for we that. We don't know if that's Link um, or if that's Zelda, in my opinion. Right, right. Um, so we we still don't know much about that. We did see some of the, like, up in the air, like, island yep. stuff in the sky. Um, so there is... I'm driving, know, we, like, a giant four-wheeler. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of good context, and I think it was a pretty dope trailer for just you know a game that i don't think really needed i don't think it needed another trailer i think they could have easily used that to show off like a metroid prime 4 or a new mario yeah and tears of the kingdom wouldn't have been any worse for it because i don't think you have to have to hype it up but i think it did well at like 
okay, finally we have a little bit of story context. So, what are the odds we play as Link, Zelda, and Ganon in this game? So, I think i I think there. I think it's fifty fifty yeah. <laughs> in my head, and the reason being is like. I think there's as much chance that it could be, it could, you could, and you could not. Because, I mean, I think there have been plenty of, like, there have been plenty of theories about, like, the long-haired, quote-unquote, Link being, like, a older Ganon that you're playing as mm-hmm. through, like, old-time things. That Zelda is, like, an alternate character that you could play as. I think, I mean... Legend of Zelda can go a lot of places and it's possible that it could hit on time travel. It could hit on all of these things and you could have like a very like winding bendy story or it could be very classic and just you play as Link and all of the other stuff is just kind of like, you know, Zelda's there. She wasn't really in Breath of the Wild, like, but she's there this time and she just has more of a presence. Maybe and maybe that's it. And like. It it's really hard to tell with them. Prediction time. Okay. Um, and it goes against the marketing antithesis, but my theory is that Link dies early in the game um, because uh-huh. there's the line Zelda gives. I'm like, I don't know if you can do this. And it, I, with just how cagey they've been about things with that idea of Zelda was barely in the last game and with the mystery of, is this a young Ganon? Is this Zelda or is this link of the long haired uh, green torso? My prediction is that link dies relatively early in the game and you play the majority of the game as Zelda. And I think they'd be sick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. And it, I mean, it also like. At least for me, I'm still not super aware of what the tears of the kingdom part of it is in that, like, you know, they. You don't have to think about it, but the fact that like Nintendo took so long to reveal the name because they were like, oh, it's going to be spoilery if we if we tell you the name and then they say it. And then it like, what does it mean? And I think that that's the hard thing is like looking at it and, you know, is it tears? Like is 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 somebody crying? Is somebody crying for Link because he died? Is it tears? As in there are floating chunks of in the space, city. and you know, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, like, I think that that'll. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it will be a more of a Majora's mask than an Ocarina of time in that regard, where it's like, I think it will have more. It will experiment a little bit more with that story. And I think it will go in different places in a way that like most Zelda games don't Majora's mask tried a lot of things. And like, I think for some people it was like, Oh, this is the best Zelda game ever for some people. They weren't really feeling it, but I think it's, I think it's possible it goes more that direction just because most of what they showed us looks pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Like most of it looks like you're just in 
Breath of the Wild, but with the sky now. And to me, with how ambitious they were in Breath of the Wild and how long it's taken them to get Breath of the Wild 2, I would be surprised if that's all it was. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm imagining, regardless of what it is, I'm imagining there's some pretty like substantial twists and yeah, there's there's, there just has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Corey, that was the, that was the big old beef burrito. Yeah. Um, yeah, the big old beef chungus. Corey, we are very low on time. I want you, I'm giving you, I'm giving you look at the clock. I'm giving you three minutes. I want you to talk about everything in three minutes. Uh, Hit me. Well, um, let's see. I played those demos. I played a bit more seasons as well. And it changed itself up a little bit in an interesting way that I thought was pretty cool. Okay. Um, So it went from a very linear game to a degree. uh, Well, no, not to a degree. It was very linear to I got to an area in the game where, you know how in Last of Us Part 2, when you first get to Seattle and all of a sudden it's like, oh, here's this whole like open area, explore how you want kind of yeah, thing yeah there's that yeah. it happened in this okay um nice. and it's still deeply thoughtful and poetic and we'll, one of my friends they asked me the same question like is it fun um like do you are you having fun i'm like no i'm not having fun and they're like do you walk away and do you think you had fun with the game I'm like no i walk away and i ask am i okay um because again it is just beautifully touching um it very much asks the like big questions of like is each like each moment matters significantly whether it's recorded in history or whether it's recorded in your own personal life it has immense values um and i'm loving it it's so good can't wait to finish it uh, but i can't because it's something i've played in like slow small chunks and yeah. i've deeply appreciated playing it that way it's not something like I don't think I would want to rush or try to play as quick as I can. It's meant to be thoughtful and to make you, I think, ask yourself questions um, about your own perspectives of life and where you're at in it. Yeah. Love it. Is that it? Yeah. I mean, I've been playing a couple other things, Um, maybe some mobile games um, that we'll talk about probably next week. I just want to have a little bit more of a firm handle on it more complete thoughts because i am not the most mobile friendly game person Mm. um it's just not always been my cup of tea so yeah that's all but probably next week sweet um yeah not much on my end i um still playing engage still playing hi-fi rush um i've uh dabbled with hi-fi rush this week i feel like um just there hasn't been I've tried to like I've tried to make specific time to play just because like music is such a yep. point of it. It doesn't feel like I can necessarily absently play it um, the way I could something else. So um, I haven't like dug in as well as I would like in some areas, but still playing still very good. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think there'll be a lot of weird stuff to talk about next week, which I'm excited about. Played more um, uh, Persona 4 Golden, too. Oh, yeah. Um, How's that going? Good. I got uh, Chie in the party. So. Okay. So, nice. I've, so I have everyone, and they're kind of 
And it's not the point of now of like, hey, you're a leader. Like, let's we have till like the the fog comes back essentially. So yeah, yeah. In my brain, it's like I don't. I might not have gotten it yet, or they might not do it. But it's in like Persona Five, where all of a sudden it's like it gives you the date, and it's like, oh, I'm kind of in like I'm playing the game now. Like we're going. Yeah. I think yeah. that's where I'm at. So okay, good deal. Sweet. So cool. um, awesome. I love it, Corey. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Wrapping this up quick. Oh yeah, find me over on Twitter <laughs> at Stay Thrashy or Instagram at Hashling Thrash. But always follow our Twitter page, uh, Arcade underscore Cozy. Yeah, boy. Um, you can find me at Four Point Pixel on Instagram at Swiss Fun Joe on Twitter. I've been quite notably absent from both recently just with yeah, new job stuff and everything i've just been very life hasn't even been in my head but i'm people. there she's busy playing yeah, games I'm, I'm coming back um arcade cozy on instagram arcade cozy at gmail.com uh johnny be good 89 intro outro music by him yeah i'm excited about next week a lot of just it's gonna be wacky know, feel like it, yeah, I feel like a lot. I feel like it's going to be a wacky episode. So excited about it. But yeah, Corey, I hope you have a wonderful week, sir. Um, you too, man. So yeah, everyone yeah. else too. Thank y'all for listening. Yeah, everybody else too. You guys, you guys have a good week. Um, this has been Arcade Cozy. Life is hectic. Why should your hobbies be two? two. Yeah. Yeah. See you guys. <laughs> Bye.